You are listening to On Air with JT. Pop culture, news, rants, interviews, serious discussions that the mainstream media won't talk about, and so much more. This is On Air with JT. Caution, you are listening to On Air with JT, a fully uncensored, raw, and unfiltered show. JT doesn't give a fuck. On Air with JT. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. On Air with JT. How's it going, everybody? You are listening or watching a brand new episode of On Air with JT. And of course, yes, my name is Justin Thomas, but you can call me JT. First of all, this is so weird. I'm looking at three different cameras right now. So whatever like angle that you guys see, whatever video that I post, you know, I'm sorry if I'm like looking cross-eyed, looking at like four different fucking views. Um, but of course, like always, I'm here with my co-hosts, Ma- uh, Madeline Haley Marquez, can't even talk today, and David Chin. What's up, guys? Uh, what's up? What hey, up? Man, what's going on? How what, you doing? What up? We got Lazy yeah, Eye. Up? We got, you know, Kanye, Kanye East. <laughs> what, what are you, J Money or J Dog? Ah, please don't say that. <laughs> J Dog. J Dog. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you again to everybody that's been, you know, supporting the show. And again, whether you watch the show on YouTube, um, or if you don't know that I have a YouTube channel, go to YouTube and just type in On Air with JT. You can watch the full episodes. You can watch clips behind the scenes. There's going to be so much more content being uploaded to that channel. And I also have a few other channels in the works, so I'm really excited about that. So you can watch the show at YouTube again, On Air with JT. Damn, there's a lot of background noise, yeah? Um, you can... Uh, sorry, guys. Um, and you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, just go to uh, onairwithjt.com and all the links and platforms are there. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta, J U S T I N T H O M A S I N S T A. The show at onairwithjt. Uh, my TikTok is Justin Thomas TikTok, Snapchat, Justin Thomas SC. Uh, YouTube on Air with JT, Twitter on Air with JT, uh, Facebook Justin Thomas, and again, all of that is at onairwithjt.com because I know that's a lot. Um, and again, if you are a business owner, a brand, a company, someone with a product or a service, and you're interested in advertising on this podcast, my social media platforms, and multiple new podcasts that are coming, launching this year, then email me. Serious inquiries only, please, at onairwithjt at gmail.com. That's onairwithjt at gmail.com. What up, Maddie? What up, Chin? What up, what up, you know? Sorry for all the background noise. We're, no, we're taking good. a long haul from, from, you know, the Sunshine State to, uh, what, do they, what do they call Philly? What's the, what's the little 
thing that they use for, for PA. I can't even what, think of it. Brotherly love? Oh, brother, yeah, brother, duh. Yeah. What the fuck? Come on. How, how do you not know that? How do I not Boston. know that? I'm from Boston oh, and I know that. No, I did know that. Come I, on. I, just, I was thinking of PA as the state in, in its entirety. You know how New Jersey's the garden state, Florida's the sunshine state? But like Philly's thing, yeah, yeah. The city of brotherly love, obviously. Duh, Maddie. Oh I can't goodness. really remember what Pennsylvania is as a whole. Yo, David. <laughs> yeah, what David. is that? I can't think I of it. I remember. Hold on. Head, but I can't remember. You have to Google that. David. Yo. What's the motto on the New, New Hampshire uh, license plate? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, what is it? Use your blinker. <laughs> live free or die. Huh? It says live free or die. Oh, that's right. That's right. You know what's funny? We were just at a gas station, and the car next to me had a New Hampshire license plate. That's funny though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to find it. It says, New Jersey is obviously the garden state. We all we all know that. And it says, oh, no, Providence is the, that's Rhode Island. Oh, man. It's Pennsylvania. You, you haven't been to Rhode Island yet, right, Maddie? No. I, I like, barely left. We're going to go. We're going to come up. Yeah, I don't know so, why. Come on, we got we got to do we got to do a show in the we, we studio. Gotta get up we got to do a special show in the studio. Oh, so, it's it, oh, it's so the all, state all the of get, independence. All the guests all, and all the the listeners and fans that have been you know checking out and tuning in to season fourteen, they, they'll be able to see all of us in the studio, and it'll be a really cool show. I think. Uh, that that's definitely we were talking about that the other day when we're gonna make it up there, and and he was saying he wants to bring. Uh, Mila, our daughter, we have a four-year-old daughter, if you don't know us, uh, we have a four-year-old daughter, and she'd never been to, like, Boston or anything like that, but she loves the city. She's been to she, New York City, but yeah, she's, like, she, she, Well, she went to New York City for auditions, that's really it. We didn't really, yeah, like, didn't really drive around yeah. Mm-hmm. Connecticut, we've been to Connecticut with her, but yeah, we definitely want to take her there. That would be an awesome experience, to be able to be in the studio and see, like, where you guys' stomping grounds are and stuff. Hell yeah, that would be really cool. Hopefully, by the time that that happens, you know, we'll be in a a different studio where I'm not going to be recording in, in, in a home studio, you know, because as, as oh. obviously the show grows and, you know, you start making, a, you know, an, enough money, you know, I, I want to be able to, per, you know, either rent or, you know, get some type of, you know, space where it's more more professional you know um, i mean yes i do like having a home studio it's you know it's really easy i can get out of bed and just go to the next room and do my do my show or whatever i gotta do um but i also would like to have you know like a set place and um like a real yeah, official for, like, studio interviews. space exactly because like i don't want to have you know because it's going to get to the point where you know there's going to be you know more than one interview a day and then you know especially when i start interviewing more local people i don't want everybody knowing where i live or you know that's uh, very true you know even you're, though you're, yeah it's just it's not even just that but it's just like yeah i just don't want people in my personal space you know um like yeah i don't know I, i'm just you know i i, I would like to separate my you know obviously I, 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 me personally, like I, I separate business and, and personal pleasure, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, I don't know. That, that's something weird about me. I've noticed that, like, damn, there is so much background noise. 
it's a, it sounds like you guys are like on the Titanic. <laughs> oh um, God, no, just uh, ninety-five. <laughs> fucking sound like you're going through some like crazy waves. <laughs> um, but uh, no, what was I gonna say? Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, sorry guys, if you guys are just tuning in, I, I do apologize. I just did a, an hour long interview, um, with a very funny comedian, uh, by the name of Adam Mueller. Um, and that'll be also uh, uploaded today and it's, it's going to be played after we end today's show. So it's going to be included in, you know, today's episode as well. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah. Um, th there's just so many things in the works, like I told you guys, like, and I, I, I know I talked about it a little bit on the, the show yesterday, but again, you know, we have so many different new podcasts that are coming out. Of course, the weekly mental health talk show with, you know, Madeline and David is going to be coming out. And, you know, I have a podcast network media company that's going to be launching with like an online 24 7 you know radio station that's going to play all all of the content that you know i and my company you know makes and distributes and produces and you know that's going to be really cool and of course you know we have a really good website and a really cool app launching later this year or maybe in the you know mid mid 2023 probably um, but I do have like an, a, a temporary website that'll be launching probably within the next couple of days. Um, that's just a little bit more, uh, just has more content and a little bit more accessible than, you know, what you see when you just go to on Cause it's, you know, technically like a landing page, um, you know, right now. Um, but I just want to give you guys some, you know, just more content, access to certain things, and et cetera. Um, of course, you know, like I said, and like I've said, you know, even in season 13, uh, from the beginning to during the middle and towards the end, and even going into season 14, you know, season 14 is going to be a really good season, you know, and I'm really excited for, you know, Madeline and David to be a part of the show. And, you know, they're, you know, definitely contribute, you know, big, they, they, they contribute very big to the show. And, you know, it, it's, you know, it's really good to have a, a team. And I'm really excited about that. And, you know, it's two people that, you know, I trust and that I have love for and that I know that are, you know, intelligent people. And, you know, and, and that's just who I am. And, I just can't wait for you guys to, you know, see more about and hear about more about, you know, myself, you know, my life, my journey, Madeline's life, her journey, David's life, his journey, you know, and hopefully be able to gain some insight and, and, and maybe learn some stuff or um, and whatever that might be. I, I don't know that that's up to you to take it. We're, in, we're really excited whatever. for that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're really excited for that. Like I, I was I made a video yesterday. Uh, I, I didn't post it yet. I'm, it's gonna, I'm gonna make it into like some type of reel, and it's like basically just like you know my appreciation for giving us, giving me and him this opportunity. Like I know he was a co-host before, but I was really saying like in the video, like I wouldn't, I feel like I wouldn't even care or have anything because I was losing interest a little bit in 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 certain things, and I lose interest very very quickly, and I know a lot of people do, and this is me like too. the one thing where I'm. 
yeah, like where I'm getting up and I'm like, okay, I have to figure out something to talk about. And, you know, I have to sound, you know, normal. So it gives me, it gives me a little bit of motivation to get up and, you know, do what I have to do for the day for sure. Yeah, no. And I, again, I wouldn't, you know, I'll even say this on the air. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't do this or give you this opportunity just because, you know, David and me are best friends or, you know, if I didn't, you know, it's, it's it honestly comes down to like, I, I, I see, you know, I, I, I saw potential, I see what, what you can do. And, and I, I, and I can also see with my vision, how you'll be, both of you will progress, um, especially in, in podcasting. I'm just talking from that standpoint, just from my experience and, you know, how I am and, and how I like to think that I'm pretty good. I'm picking up on, on, on talent and things like that so you know again I wouldn't give you or you know David you know this opportunity if I didn't think you guys like deserved it or you know were capable of you know doing a good job but you know I I, you know I see I see you know so much in both of you that I do want to, you know, give you guys the opportunity. I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm like, like some sort of like God, and I, I gave yeah. you like this. That's not what I'm I don't to see sound it. Like. I don't see it that I, way. I, I'm just, I'm I just trying what... to be like, like I, and I, I want to give the, I want to tell the audience too, you know, just because I like to be, I like being, you know, talking, you know, openly and and being raw and authentic, and it's that's the truth, you know. I, I, I just had a, I saw, I had a, I have a vision. I saw a vision. You know, I had an epiphany and, and I realized that we could create something special as well. Like, yes, I, 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 you know, have done everything that I've really done up until this point. You know, I've done myself and that's a cool accomplishment. But it's very important to also, you know, have a team as well and, you know, I, I know this firsthand, you know, from being in the music industry and, and managing people and whatever it might be, you know, you know, teams are so crucial and, you know, especially something that, you know, in the arts or something, if you want to, or business and, you know, but with that, you have to understand that, you know, it's very hard building a team. And, and then what's even harder, just like with achieving success or wealth or fame is sustaining that, you know, because, you know, so many things can go wrong when you build a team and I'm not going to go into all that, you know, but, you know, I, I just know that, you know, we, we could create something special and, and I, you know, really believe that. And I'm really excited to continue this journey with you guys and you know, hopefully the audience, you know, will see my vision, our vision, you know, you know, come to reality and, 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 as the show grows, you know, I'm just really excited to see what all of us, you know, kind of bring to the table. Yeah, we, I am too. I can't speak for David, but I know that I'm, I'm super excited to see what's going to happen. I never, I, I was like, even thinking to myself, like, why, like, why, why do I get this opportunity? You know what I mean? Like, like what, what video was it that made you think, okay, maybe she can do this or, or is it just knowing me as a it, person? It wasn't, you know? it, I wasn't, wasn't a video. It's just, I, just I, I've been first of all I've been podcasting again you know for 13 14 years so like I, I I just know 
ta- I know talent when I see talent. I, I, I know if someone, you know, even if they don't have experience or that much experience at it at the beginning, you know, I can still see if someone has potential or they have what it takes or, you know, even if I know during that process they might not be, you know, as good, obviously, as they will be, but that comes with anything you do in life. You're not going to be as good as you are, you know, a year down the road, five years, ten years. I mean, again, like, you guys can listen to my first interview that I did with Sam Mello, you know, in January of 2011. So literally 12 years ago, I interviewed Sam Mello, and it was the worst interview. I, like, I, I, first of all, I sounded like I was, like, three years old. I was like, seven, I was like 16 or 17. I sounded like I was fucking three. And, Baby J-Dog. Yeah, and like I forgot his name at the beginning. I was like, uh, so we're here with, um, h- how you doing? It, like, it, was oh so, my it was so cringy. You have to listen to it. It's Because so, I know it's going to go viral eventually one day, so like, fuck it. Why not? Why not share it? And it's also good to laugh at yourself, I think, you know, I, I don't take myself too seriously and, and it's good to laugh at yourself. And it's also really good to see like the progress. Like I went from that to now, you know, am I anywhere where I, I want to be in terms of podcasting? No, but I've made a lot of progress in the past three, three months of, of coming back from my hi- hiatus from podcasting. I've made a lot of progress how, how long was your hiatus? I, I don't, I mean, I, I know you as a so, friend, but I don't know that. Yeah, <clears throat> so I don't think I really ever really, really fully went into detail about it on the show, but I guess I, that's a good question. I, I, would, I might as well talk about it briefly. So obviously I started in 2010 when I was 16, and I, I did it pretty consistently. It, it, was, and it became a, a thing, you know, from 2000, 2010 to 2012. And I graduated from broadcasting school, you know, around the same time I graduated from high school when I was in Florida. And, you know, like I said before, like I wanted to pursue a career in radio, but I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to work for minimum wage in the middle of nowhere for five years to get to a bigger market. It's just not worth it. So and then also like life happened and, and, you know, I was dealing with, you know, some mental health issues and just wasn't in the right frame of mind to be able to do a podcast. Um, so literally, you know, some 2010 to 2012, so, so basically from 16 to 18, I was doing it and achieving, you know, a good amount of success too at that, which was pretty crazy, um, looking back. And then when I moved back to Boston, I started the social media, you know, marketing agency. And then I did like a podcast with that, but it didn't really last that long. I think it lasted only like maybe like a month or two. And then I did like maybe a couple episodes in like 2013. And then I think when I I moved back to Florida for like a year, like almost a year. And then me and David, David started co-hosting the podcast in 2014. And we did that for like maybe like a month or two. And then like I did like you know, I'm, I started, I went, then I kind of went into the music scene and started managing people. So I didn't do the podcast as much, but I did like a couple episodes in like 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. And then 
in 2020, I came back and I really like, that was like my real comeback from hiatus. So really it was like an eight year hiatus, even though I would, I would come back, you know, every year, every other year, maybe do one episode, but then I, I was never consistent with it. And, and that's why I'm so open about that. And I talk about, you know, you know, yeah, that, that was a, you know, regard, regardless yeah. of my mental health, you know, that, that's a, a, a lesson that I had to learn, you know, because if, if I would have stayed consistent, you know, I, you know, I'd be a multi multi-millionaire. And again, I'm not in this pot, you know, I'm not doing this podcasting or doing this. And I'm not in it for the money. But, you know, that's not my point. The point is that I was way ahead of my time. And I was such a visionary, not to sound too Kanye on you, but like, you know, I, I, I fucked up, I fumbled the bag, but that is a lesson that I learned. But that, that's why, you know, just within the past couple of months, my, my progress is I've achieved more in the last three months than I have in, you know, since the initial birth of me doing p podcasting, internet radio, talk show, radio, like in 2010 when I was 16, just within the past couple of months, I've accomplished more. Um, but yeah, so I came back from hiatus in 20, uh, in 2020 and we did that until about, uh, I did that, um, until about like early 2022 and then I moved to California and managed a, a band, shout out to good people. Um, and shout out to Red Lotus, Juju the Mad Scientist, and um, I, I kind of stopped doing the podcast. I had some, you know, I was dealing with a lot mentally, and um, so that that kind of stopped. And then, um, yeah, so basically, really since 2020, I, I've been, you know, I, I've come back from my hiatus, but like, you know, on terms of really taking it serious, like October of last year, so October of 2022. Okay, yeah, I, w I was curious about that. And that, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense as to why, like, you know, you're talking about the mental health uh, journey, because it, it, it will make sense to people why, you know, you went a little bit rogue for a little while there. Yeah. And that's okay, though, to get yourself together, you like you have to or else there's, there's nothing, you know, you don't get your mental health together, you end up in a loony bin or, or, you know, laying in bed, not doing anything with your life. Yeah. And I, I also believe that, you know, learning from that lesson of like, you know, regardless if it was my fault or not, you know, um, just just to know that if I would have stayed consistent, how much things would be different right now, that, you know, that make that makes me want to go even harder and, and, and work, you know, a hundred times harder than I did or that I currently am because just from learning from that, you know, failure, quote unquote, that mistake, um, and learning from that. And, and I'm not bitter at all. I'm not like, I don't beat myself up about it, but yes, I do talk about it a lot, but that's only just to show you and, and try to explain like, like that was a, a major, you know, thing, a lesson that I have to, you know, that I learned and you know there's going to be things like that that come up in your life it's not, it might not necessarily be about a podcast um but it could be about anything and, and you know you have to be able to 
you know, A, bounce back and B, you know, be able to look back on that failure, quote unquote, mistake and that and that lesson and be able to really analyze and take a lot of insight and wisdom from that. So when you go back at whatever that might be, you're way smarter. You have so much more knowledge. You'll be more strategic. You know, it, it, it takes failing and making mistakes to to get better and evolving. If you're if you're not constantly evolving and getting better, then you're not doing it right. You're not doing enough stuff. You you, you should be constantly evolving and growing. And people are gonna be like, well, you, you changed. You know, I'm sure we've we've all had people who said like, oh, you you've changed. Yeah, no shit. That, that, that's the point of life. And, and if, if someone says that and, and they can't, usually for the most part, if someone says that, then, you know, they, they have done no, they, they haven't really accomplished that much growth uh, spiritually or just in any terms of life um, to have that, yeah, kind, of, I, have I that agree kind of that, mindset, definitely. to have that kind of mindset. But, you know, you just have to learn from, from your failures, failures and, and mistakes and, and that makes me go harder, and and that, and we've seen, I've seen, and people that support me or follow me have seen, you know, from coming back in October till now, some of the things that I've accomplished is pretty fucking remarkable. Like yes, it, yes, it, like, it really it, is. But it, it it is, but it it isn't because I, I'm so hard on myself, like. Like, I feel like, yes, I'm kind of killing it with getting all these interviews recently and networking or talking with all these people that I look up to or, you know, whatever it might be. But it's still, to me, it's still not good enough. Like, oh, man. you, 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 you got to take those W's and, and keep pushing. But I will say, if I, if I stay on this trajectory that I'm currently on, crazy shit's going to happen this year. Oh, I, I definitely feel but that. You can I never would... stay too complacent. Very true. I, I was saying to David, like looking at, uh, looking at Facebook and seeing the post. I was like, he got, he's getting an interview with the Black Keys. Like I have been obsessed with them since I was like in ninth grade, like in my poetry club, like sitting there writing out the lyrics to the Black Keys. Like I'm like, how the fuck does he do this shit? How, I'm like, how, is there like a list or like? Once you get a certain amount of like followers, you get a list to talk to uh, famous people. Like, how does it work, man? I, I just David's like <laughs> David's like he's he's doing his thing. Yeah, right? it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, and it's crazy to hear that like from your point of view because like like I said, um, to me, like yes, it, I feel like at one you know part of me is like yes, I'm kind of killing it with getting all these interviews and you know meeting all these people, but. It's, it's still not good enough because, yeah, like, I just know what I'm capable of doing. And, I, and I, I'm just so hard on myself. And I, I just know what will happen. So, again, you know, I know I have to, you know, be better in the moment and appreciate what all, what's going on and appreciate all these W's. But, you know, to me, I just collect, I'm just collecting these W's and I'm just like, I keep pushing because you can never be too complacent. And, like, yeah, you just you, you can't you can't get too comfortable. It's just I, I don't know. Like yes, it, it, I feel like I'm kind of killing it to a, a certain degree, but also I feel like I, I'm not. You know. 
do you know uh like like how many episodes you've had like have you ever calculated that like since i like, since i yeah, started like, I, well, well for, unfortunately i don't have all like i don't have i don't have all the i don't have like the episodes from like 2010 and 2012 especially um but i mean just from the rebirth of doing this in 2020 and mind you i wasn't really consistent like how i am now but this is ironically the 200 222 20, so 222 and that's my angel lucky number i see that number all the time uh this is the uh, 222 episode uh 222 and uh which is crazy and but at this trajectory you know by the end of the year we'll be we should be at oh, like 350 maybe even almost 400 um wow that's yeah. so, that's something to be proud but, of but, but throughout the years if i were to you know just from 2010 to 2012 i probably and i'm not exaggerating i probably did maybe about mm, it was 365 days out of the year i was doing it um i've probably i probably did about 300 to f 450 shows between 2010 to 2012. I, I would say closer to 500. So I think throughout the years, I've, al I've almost done about 1,000 episodes. Wow, that, that, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I can't it imagine. is. And it they're is long. It. They're long episodes. It's not like it's like... It's not like it's like a, you know, seven to 30 second reel. It's, it's a fucking hour or more of like just, just talking and having to come up with something interesting to say. Like it, it, it takes a lot for me to even say like uh, uh, something in a 30 second video. Like, and, and I can't imagine what, you, you know, what you go through trying to think of topics and, you know, just, just thinking of like the little news articles that I try to come up with is is kind of time-consuming. Oh, and, and, it's, it's, it's so fucking hard. People really don't understand. I mean... Yeah, and, and not like, only is it yes, time-consuming, oh, but, like, you don't know what to, like, exactly, like, what people want to hear. Like, is, is this interesting just to me, or is it going to be interesting to the audience? Like, that's, a, that's yeah, you know... Yeah, I mean, that, that's one thing, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I do take that into account. And no disrespect to people that listen, but, you know, I also don't always consider you know that like if, if i you know i, I kind of just want to talk about what i feel like is important and what needs to be talked about whether if it's popular to talk about or if it's controversial or whatever it might be um but yeah i, I definitely get what you're saying and a lot of people don't understand again I t i've talked about this many times and i'm not trying to come on here and complain but it's a lot of work it's a lot of work you know doing this um you know this is, you know, a full-time job. Um, <laughs> this is, like, literally, like, more than two full-time jobs, you know. I, I, yeah, I'm of course. In, because putting in over 100 hours a week. You, you do everything, you know. People like, uh, you know, the big, you know, the, the ones that became the, they have They have a team. They have a team full uh, of, yeah, you know, right. producers, so, editors, exactly. people that research, people that reach out for marketing, people that reach out for interviews. All they interviews, have to do is go sit down. Brands. Like, and, exactly. And talk. That's you, all, that's you know, all Joe Rogan has to do. That, that's all, all these popular <laughs> people. That, and I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying it's just a little bit easier and it's, a, it's less stressful 
and you know when I do have all this shit on my plate and like yes I signed up for it and I'm not complaining but it does decrease the value in my performances on my show when I do have so much stuff that I have to do behind the scenes um, because it's so time-consuming and draining. So, it, of course, you know, in my eyes at least, it, it definitely affects my performance. And I've seen, I've seen and heard, you know, episodes where I'm like, damn, this is fucking shitty. Um, and again, I'm far from being great, but... Um, you know, I mean, we all have our good days and bad days, but again, um, it, it can definitely affect, you know, at least from, you know, my experience, it can affect my performance on air, talking, you know, everything. If I, if I'm just extremely drained, um, from just all the behind the scenes work, which people just have no idea how much work that goes on. <laughs> it's more, it's more rewarding when you, when you're at the bottom Versus like somebody that's a celebrity doing a podcast already, it's more rewarding because you you made it through just that. You know what I'm saying? Like the, all the work and the hours you got to put in, uh, all the time you got to put in. It's a business, bro. Like and people don't understand. It's, it's people don't understand that I, I've I put a lot of money into this. You know, I, I put a lot of money into this, and um, and when I get these interviews and things like that, like that's me doing it. Like, I'm getting these interviews with successful people. I'm not having, a, I, I don't have a manager or an agent that, that, that's exactly. going through their agent. I'm, I'm doing it myself, and I'm still getting these interviews. And, like, it's cool because, like, I was just talking to, you know, Tom Dumont of No Doubt, you know, with Gwen Stefani. And, and, and you know, he, you know his net, I don't want to expose his business that much, but like, but, like, they say his net worth is about around 20, which usually online when you look up someone's net worth it's a little bit in real life it's a little bit higher than what they say but let's just say he's worth 20 right even though it's definitely a little bit higher but in respect to him because he works for it but my, my, like my, whole, my whole point is like and even just like me having this interview with patrick carney of the black keys you know he he's also worth around 20 million if you look up his net worth so like i, I like to I, I i like to have you know conversations with with people that are successful and, and and not only just because i'm a fan of their art and their, their music but like i can gain some insight from me personally and then also the questions that i asked maybe the people that are listening are also you know fascinated or like you know like the questions that i'm asking so maybe they can gain some insight on how you know this person became successful and um you know, it, it's good to network, you know, like just within the past three days, I've talked to, you know, a, a cup, you know, with, you know, three, four people, I've talked to people with a, you know, combined net worth of almost a hundred million and that, that you have to network, you have to, you know, and, and again, they, they, they've worked for every penny they have and so much respect. Um, but, you know, and I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, it's, it's all about money and things like that. That's not, you know, that's not what I'm trying to say, you know, yes, to a certain degree, but it's more about just their knowledge because, you know, you know, obviously, you know, they, they, they did something right. Um, and that, that's not, that's not the only reason why I want to interview them. That's far from it. You know, the main reason, like I always say is because I'm a fan of their work. Um, so again, it's so surreal that, you know, we have a lot of interviews lined up and this is just the start. I mean, there's going to be, you know, 
I, like I talked about on yesterday's show, I just have a feeling, and I said it yesterday uh, on yesterday's show, I have a feeling something crazy is about to happen. Later that night, you know, we got the interview with the Black Keys. Patrick Carney's following me, you know. You know, he was just on Joe Rogan. That did, like, millions of views. And, and um, yeah, like, th- th- this is just the start. And, and um, I'm just really excited, you know. Again, we're not going to just have musicians. You know, we're going to have a lot of comedians. Like I, I just talked about, I interviewed Adam Mueller, and that'll be on this podcast, and I'll be a separate interview as well that you can listen to. And I have about like seven, eight other interviews lined up with uh, comics that are uh, based in New York City at, uh, at the moment. Very funny comics, and I'm really excited to have conversations with them. And we're going to have interviews with like, other people and actors and authors and doctors and just anyone with an interesting story, you know, advocates and, and entrepreneurs and whatever it might be, you know. And, and if you're listening and, and you think you'd be a good fit for a guest on this inter- this podcast, the show, you know, um, feel free to send me an email, you know, at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Can't guarantee you that, you know, you'll be on, but, you know, I'm open. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears, you know, I'm all eyes. You know, if you have something and I find it interesting, you know, we can make it work. You know, we can have an interesting conversation, interesting debate. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited about that. Um, yeah, there's, there's just so many things in the works. And, um, again, like shout out to Maddie, shout out to David for doing their things. You know, hey. they're on their grind. Yes, sir. And again, where, well, I, I said again, but I haven't even asked you, <laughs> where, where can people follow you on social media? The both of you. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Madeline Haley Marquez. Uh, I have two different pages, but they're both the same spelling, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y, M-A-R-Q-U-E-Z. And on Instagram, it's Madeline with two N's underscore Haley. Um, and then Lazy uh, Eye 16 is my YouTube, and Lazy Eye is my TikTok, or Madeline Marquez 805. Uh, I make shorts and reels, probably a mouthful, but uh, yeah, follow me. Yeah, definitely go follow her. David, where can people yeah, follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at nismochin underscore 23. Uh, that's N-I-S-M-O-C-H-I-N underscore 23. And then Facebook, David Chen. Definitely go give both of them a follow. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta. All my other social media platforms and handles are at onairwithjt.com. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just type in On Air with JT, or you can go to onairwithjt.com. You can watch the show on YouTube. Just type in On Air with JT. If you do have a YouTube account, I would greatly appreciate it if you could please subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you'll stay up to date with every time I upload new content. And yes, there's going to be a lot more content being uploaded. I'm very excited about that. But I do know that a lot of people that do listen to this show, and again, if you are a fan, a real supporter, if you could do us one small favor, and I don't ask for much, if you could just please go, if you know, if you listen to this podcast on your iPhone, on the Apple Podcast app, uh, if you go to the podcast app, the purple app on your iPhone, type in On Air with JT, 
and click on it. There's going to be obviously two shows that come up. You can click on either one, but ideally the top one would be better. Um, if you have time, if you could do both, that's even better. I, you know, you're the real MVP. I appreciate you. But if you cl click on the top one and scroll all the way down, you'll see that you can rate the show one out of five stars and just rate it whatever you like, you know, as I'm not asking you to rate it a five. If you don't think it's a five, you know, give me your honest opinion, you know, again, positive, negative criticism, feedback, something you'd like to see on the show, maybe a change, maybe an idea, uh, a guest that you'd like to see, or you can al always, you know, contact me directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. And again, if you're a business owner, a brand, a company, someone with a product or a service, and you're interested in advertising on this podcast, you can email me at onairwithjt at gmail.com. That's onairwithjt at gmail.com. Serious inquiries only. Yes, sir. So uh, what's on your guys' mind? Oh, man. There's a... Uh... There's a lot going on right now. A lot, a lot in the world is going on. I mean, there's some things in the news that are definitely not cool for women's rights. I know you talk about that stuff sometimes. I don't know if you want to touch on that subject. Uh, what the abortion? Yeah, uh, you know what's going on with. So, so they, somebody in the Supreme Court, released some. Uh, you know, documents on the opinions of what should what should happen between, you know, Roe and Wade and uh, the overturning of the abortion laws. And they like interviewed like 120 people that could have had those documents and released them and nobody's saying anything like it's all being kept quiet. There's like predictions that it could have been somebody on the Democratic team that was that was like younger that, you know, they, they were against that opinion. And that's why they released it. Or they're, they're trying to say um, it was a Republican that was trying to, like, balance it out by releasing that. And nobody will say anything. It's like th this world is, is going crazy for females, I think, right now. And I don't understand how the government can just, just take something away that they now, gave uh, us. Like I said before, like I always say, who am I and who who are they and what men is you know should be able to say what a woman or person should be able to do with their own body that doesn't make sense to me it, it's it's scary to think about that because like i mean in america we we obviously have it the best because i think you know there's still some countries that are like basically you know you know what is it castrating women like making it so they have no you know senses down there but at least we don't have that going on but now we have to deal with like it's just crazy like how they're doing it around around the border of america like do you think that makes sense they're trying to make it so other people from other countries can't come in and get and get abortions like why like why are they actually doing it i i really just want to know why like what's the real reason for it i know well, that it's mostly you know conservatives republicans and you know especially the older generations especially um a lot of them are are against it and you know a lot of it because you know they they're religious they might be christian they might be catholic and you can't be you can't mix you know your personal beliefs with religion into politics 
and this is why this is a this is a prime example. Yeah, because that, they, that's they think, scary. They, they, they that's... think it's immoral, and you know, whatever, and and whatever your belief is, you know, you're entitled to that, you know, but um, yeah, I, I mean, again, who what what guy has the authority to say what a, a woman or person can do with their own body? Like, do as you please. Do what makes you happy. Um, again, like, do I want to see someone getting an abortion, you know, you know, after you know, a certain amount of time during, you know, the whole pregnancy as an empath? You know, I, I don't like to see that. But I'm not no, like going not not. Not to judge a woman. I'm not going to like degrade her or, you know, so, yeah, I mean, people should do whatever they want with I their own like... body. We don't know the circumstances of, of why that person, like, like we talked about, on why that person got that abortion. Uh, you know, exactly. they could have been, yeah. it could have been rape, incest. You don't, you don't know. You don't, you don't know. We don't know. Like, you know, you only they know. And that's why it shouldn't be anybody else's business, you know, but I mean, I, I guess I, I guess there's, you know, so, so many things that you could say about that, because like, on one perspective, in my mind, I think to myself, is this happening because of the women that take advantage of it, and just use it as like a form of birth control? You know, like, that's obviously not something that I that, that I think is is cool, or that I would be, you know, for I, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, pro-life i think i I don't even really have a a stance on it besides you should do what what you want to do and obviously if it's late late in the term like that's that's that shouldn't be happening but there's you know there's like medical reasons that that people are going to have to use excuses for now to get abortions it's just it's just going to be crazy yeah like being addicted to drugs or you know some exactly yeah Yeah, exactly i mean there's there's several things but that's one thing and um, yeah, but it's. Uh, I mean, if you go crazy. down, you go down to uh, Kensington. We were talking about before, and you'll see, you will see women, pregnant women, just walking down the street. You could tell, like they're they're just on drugs, just and and what's gonna happen with with that, you know, with that child? It, it just it's just so sad to think about, you know, the 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 world that we live in today. There's people saying, no, you can't you can't have an abortion, but what about what about the, the children after they're born and the mom leaves the the hospital to go get high and, and then the baby's just there like you yeah. know it, it just messes up a child for generations it really can yeah I, I, I just I feel like a lot of people are just especially like you know our generation you know not everyone but a lot of them are just so careless and like you don't understand like you're bringing a, you're bringing someone into this this you know life on onto earth like and you have to raise that child like people I I, I know we all make mistakes and, and things like that and you know obviously a lot of you know pregnant pregnancies aren't planned you know and uh, you know shit happens I get that but for a, a lot a lot of people need to understand like you know you really got to think about and this isn't di- pointed at anyone directly. But, you know, and obviously, you know, shit happens in life, you know, there's different circumstances for everyone. But I see some people, you know, having kids when they shouldn't be having kids. 
And I know it's like a, a controversial thing to say, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, whether there's different factors on why I would say that, but like, I mean, one, one part is just like people's like, some people aren't even adults themselves, regardless of their age on terms of like maturity. So now you're, you're bringing a, a kid into this world. Like that, that, that's a scary thing. I don't know. Yeah, that is, a, it, it is a very scary thing. Like, I, you know, I, I think I said this in, in a different podcast, but I was saying how, like, I never, I wanted a kid. I wanted kids. But, like, after growing up and seeing how the world is, I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to bring a child into this. And, you know, you know things happen. And, and obviously, I, you know, chose to have my child. But do I think that it probably would have been better off, like, not bringing more kids into this world? Just in, in general, not, not only me, but just in general, like, bringing a child into this into this world how it is today is is definitely really scary. Yeah. And but it's a blessing that you guys have Mila. Oh, of yeah. course, of course. And, and I know you guys know that. Yeah. I, um and I do want to have kids, but for me personally, just this is just me personally. Just on my life and how I grew up, you know, obviously you know with growing up without a dad as well on top of just having my life, you know, and I've talked about this. If you haven't, you know, you can check out my mental health journey video on YouTube or listen to the episodes that are available on Spotify or, you know, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts. Just go to AnyoJT.com. But for me personally, and just, you know, knowing what I'm going to do in my life and, you know, at least to some degree um, and what I'm capable of doing, like, I, I like, I just, part of me wants to have a child before I hit, you know, that real big peak and major success in my life. But part of me also wants to wait until I achieve that level. Yeah, I feel, I feel that. I can feel why someone would want to wait, obviously. It takes a lot. You know how much diapers cost nowadays? <laughs> or not, not, not only just, well, yeah, I guess I was going to say not only from like a financial standpoint, but I guess it's a, a lot. The reason why I say, you know, wait until I, you know, hit some, you know, certain level of like real success in my eyes um, is just so I can obviously provide a way better life to my child than I had. And I think everybody wants to do, to do that, you know, Um but I want to really, you know, some, you know, a lot of people say they, 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 they you know, they want to do that and th that maybe that is really their true intention. But a lot of people, some people aren't really able to really do that. And, you know, I just want to, if I do, you know, bring, bring kids in the world when I do, like, I just want to be able to make sure that they have, you know, the life that I didn't have. And I know that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be like, you know, I have to be, I have to be wealthy in order for that, for them to get that, but it'll just make it, 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 that's not a huge factor, but that obviously will make things much easier, you know, raising them and, and things like that. But, you know, one of the things about, ha you know, having a kid before is, you know, they can experience, you know, at least for as long, you know, how, however long they, you know, 
can until I, I hit that peak, that, you know, major success, that breakthrough. And, you know, then they get a different, you know, look at, you know, their lifestyle and what, you know, reality is. So I don't know. Like, do I want my kid to have their first memories of, you know, being able to go to like the grocery store by themselves, you know, with, with me and, you know, my wife or, you know, girlfriend or whatever, like, or do I want their first memories of, you know, going to the grocery store and getting chased down by like paparazzi, you know, that's how I kind of think about it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand that. I would love to be chased down by paparazzi, though. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, (laughs) when I when I see celebrities like talk about how, like how they hate it, like I'm like, what the fuck, like, and this is gonna, I'm gonna sound so full of myself, but like, I can't wait for that, and I know eventually it'll get to a point where I'm like, all right, this is too much. I know it gets to that point, but that initial, you know, you know fame and success like i'm gonna eat that shit up but i I, i'm gonna use you know the paparazzi and and tmz and all these platforms to speak out about things that you know i believe in like mental health awareness and and things like that and and you know i'll be able to use different platforms to again use my voice and speak out about things that i believe in you know and i feel like that will kind of separate me from a lot of other people because a lot of other people will be like, you know, trying to plug their latest album or, you know, their their newest movie or whatever it might be. And I'm not shitting on them, but like, I, I just, you know, I would love to use, you know, whatever platform I have accessible to use my voice to raise awareness on something that I believe in that other people, you know, you know, can resonate with. Yeah, I feel like it's just now getting popular to talk about things like with mental health and especially like in the black community, it's still very, very, very like uh, shunned to do in certain yeah, stigmatized. communities. Yeah. It, it, it is, but I feel like it's getting a little bit better. But but for like, I feel like for like the white community. Yeah, but you, like you know big... what? But unfortunately, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know how many times it took like a famous, you know, that you're, t- you're talking about like the black community, like how many famous, successful, um, like actors or musicians to speak out about their experiences and to try and break the stigma for people to start, you know, speaking out a little bit more, but it's still very stigmatized, even with all these successful people that come out and shout out to all those people, you know, um, but like, yeah, it, it, it's sad. It, it, it is, it is sad that you have to seem so strong, but like, I mean, I, I feel like I, I keep bringing up like different countries, like we are definitely progressive. I feel with mental health in this country more than other countries. So I have to be grateful that, you know, at least, you know, at least we're doing it here and then it'll spill out into other countries eventually, maybe not in this generation, but like, you know, if you think of like, like 
China or something like that. You have to be so strong. Like you have to just do what, what, what you're told to do all the time. Like people there, don't they go to school like seven days a week? Like you, oh, they don't just, get any Or just time. like, like North Korea, like just being under like yeah, a d- dictatorship. That yes, that too. Like, yeah. I, I feel like we have to be, we're, we're, we're lucky in some type of way. And we're also like kind of, you know, making the mark and, and, and putting the first step forward into, you know, being okay with having, you know, mental health problems. Uh, hopefully it will trickle off into other parts of the world, you know, sooner than later though. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, like I said, you know, I just did an interview with, um, Adam Mueller comedian, uh, based in New York city, you know, definitely go check him out. He's hilarious, and, you know, that interview is going to be basically playing right after we end today's show on the live show, but it'll be also a separate episode that'll be uploaded to, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, um, where you can check out that exclusive interview. Um, And of course, if you're a business owner, a brand, a company, and you're interested in advertising on this podcast, send me an email at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Again, you can watch the show on YouTube, On Air with JT. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just type in On Air with JT. You can follow me on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta, J-U-S-T-I-N-T-H-O-M-A-S-I-N-S-T-A. And all my other social media handles and everything basically is just at onairwithjt.com. Maddie and David, where can people follow you uh, one more time? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-N underscore Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. On Facebook, you can just type in Madeline, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N, H-A-L-E-Y, M-A-R-Q-U-E-Z, uh, Madeline Haley Marquez. And on TikTok, I'm Lazy Eye. And on YouTube, Lazy Eye 16. And David's right here. <laughs> uh, and on go follow me. Uh, yes, please. Instagram for me, uh, Nismo Chin underscore 23. That is N I S M O C H I N underscore 23. And Facebook's David Chin. Definitely give both of them a follow. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we wrap up today's show? Uh, I think I just, like, at the end, like to say a positive message. Just like, you know, stay positive, look mm-hmm. at the bright side, and just know you got to just keep swimming, you know, like Dory said. Exactly. And I, I just hope that, you know, again, you know, I, I talk about the law of attraction and manifesting things. And I, I, I hope that if you follow me on social media and if you listen to the podcast or go back, you can see it like I'm kind of like a prime example. I'm showing you right now in the moment I'm manifesting big things. Literally, I'm showing you guys where you're you can all witness this, not to sound too egotistical, but you can all witness you know, my blow up right now, like on social media, on, on, on the podcast. And you can you, you experience that kind of journey with me, which is a wild journey. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I know I talk a lot on social media or on the podcast, but, you know, I do back it up with result with results, you know, back it up with proof you sure do (laughs) i I do do. talk a lot but you know i do back it up so every day every day i'm seeing i'm seeing new interviews that you're gonna have with these people every day i'm like texting my brother like yo look at this like i can't believe i co-host this podcast like what 
Oh man, but again, you like, really are killing it. Thank you, I appreciate it. And like I said before, you know, I do feel like I'm killing it to a certain degree, but it's just not good enough because you know I just know what I can do and what I you know will achieve. And again, you just never stay too complacent, and you know take that those W's, those wins, and just keep pushing. Um, but again, I will say if I if I can stay at this trajectory that I'm currently at. Ha, crazy shit's gonna happen this year and next year, um, definitely. I mean, it's just, it's just a fact, um, and we're we're all gonna see it, and be you know a witness to you know history in the making. And I, I I know that might come off very arrogant to people, but you know it's just confidence, and I just know what I'm what we're gonna do, what I'm gonna do, what ma ma you know Madeline's gonna do, what David's David's gonna do. I, I just yeah, I just know what we're all gonna do, what we're all capable of doing, what you, even you what you're doing, you know, the listener, the viewer, you know, thank you. And like you are able to do anything you want in this life. Nothing is impossible. And I just hope that, you know, you know, you can take from my story and, and my point of view or Madeline's or David's, you know, that, you know, you can go through some crazy shit in life and you can still accomplish what you want and still overcome any obstacle any roadblock whatever you can do it because you are fucking unstoppable and that's all i gotta say uh, again one more time if you're a business owner brand company and you're interested in advertising on this podcast you can email e e can't even talk you can email me there we go there you go jt you can email me at onairwithjt@gmail.com. with jt at uh, it's so weird because I'm like, again, I'm looking at like four different cameras and I don't know which one to look at. So uh, it's weird. It's like really weird. Um, but yeah, email me on air with GT at gmail.com. Again, <laughs> all my links, platforms are right at on air with GT.com. Thank you so much for listening or watching uh, to today's show and enjoy the interview that I have with comedian Adam Mueller. Have a great day. The motherfucking JT way. Yes, sir. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product, and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. This is a JT exclusive interview. How's it going, everybody? You are listening to On Air with JT. This is an exclusive interview with comedian Adam Mueller. How are you doing, Adam? I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, I, uh, I actually discovered you. I was, you know, uh, scrolling on Instagram and I seen some of your content on the, the New York Comedy Club Instagram page. So that's, oh, how, awesome. that's how I came across your content. Uh, sure. and, and that, it's actually funny because uh, so even though I'm a huge, you know, comedy fan, um, this is kind of embarrassing to say I've only been to one comedy club and Okay. The New York Comedy Club was actually the first time I, when I went to New York City for the first time a couple of years ago. Um, I went there and it was a really, really cool experience. So definitely when I go back to New York in like the next month or so, I plan on going back there and trying to hit up a few different other spots. Um, what do you what do you well, recommend that I what, what other really good comedy clubs are 
um, yeah, yeah, really popular in New York City. Well, I'll tell you what. First, I just say that it's pretty cool that you can, um, in today's day and age, how you can be a comedy fan and you can you can consume so much content mm-hmm. on you know Instagram and and YouTube and whatnot, um, and you can you can actually kind of become a fan and never not having gone to a club that much. But I would say that there's nothing quite like going to a comedy club and experiencing it live. You get sort of the energy and the, the atmosphere is, is is a lot of fun. But yeah. um, like in New York, if you if the one club you were at was New York Comedy Club, you went to the right place. That's a, that's a great, great sort of New York City club. It's like the right size. They know what they're doing. You don't have to worry about what the lineup is. You just go and you're going to get a great show. So um that's a good spot of course you know the the comedy cellar yeah, in new york definitely. is you know world famous you know along with the uh probably the comedy cellar in new york and the comedy store in la are probably the two most famous uh comedy clubs of the world but there's a lot in new york you can go to um uh st- you know, this, it's called the stand which is also which is not too far from new york comedy club actually and is uh, okay. another great great spot and there's there's um Two great clubs on the Upper West Side, Stand Up New York and West Side Comedy Club. You get the comic strip on the Upper East Side. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's a, a there's lot. a, yeah, there, there's a lot, and then there's some smaller, um, you know, smaller clubs as well that are also great. Like there's a new, a relatively new club called the Brooklyn Comedy Club. Uh, okay. If you if you cross the uh, East River going to Brooklyn, and it's a little bit smaller, but it's kind of a cool venue as well. So there's lots, but. Uh, but New York, you can't go wrong if you go to a New York Comedy Club, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a really cool experience, at least from, you know, my point of view and my perspective. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, so, Adam, where, where did you grow up? Where were you born? So I grew up, yeah, I, I was, uh, I grew up in Canada, and uh, okay. I guess more specifically, I was I was born and went to high, and then went, and went to high school in, in Toronto. Uh, but between that, like when I was, when I was little, we moved uh, to Western Canada for a few years there. So I spent a little time in Calgary, Alberta, and then back to Toronto for high school, and then moved down to uh, the U.S. You know, for college, and just uh, never left. Wow! So I've only been to Canada once. I actually plan on going. I actually want to go to Toronto this year. But how far mm. away is um, like Calgary from Toronto? Oh wow! Cal- that's is it like oh, really gosh, far? That'd be like, that'd be like going from Boston to like Montana. Oh wow! Oh. So it's, yeah, it's pretty wow. far. I mean, it's not all the way to the West Coast, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's close enough. Wow. I did not know that. Um, yeah. So, so that's a pretty, uh, it's a long, that's a long, it's probably a four, four hour flight or something. Wow. That, that's, it's a big distance. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. when did you, when did you move to the States? Um, like I moved for college. So okay. I was probably 17 or 18. Oh, so you like went that. from, you went from Toronto to Boston? I went from Toronto to Maine, oh, okay. where I went to Boston, to oh, okay. New York. Wow. That's and, and then briefly to LA and then back to New York. That's kind of my, that's my, geographically, that's my life. What, what was that like transition like, you know, coming from, you know, Canada to, you know, Toronto, Calgary, and then, you know, going to like, you know, seeing Boston and, and then eventually like New York City. But like that, when you went even even going to Maine, you know, up north, like, yeah, you know, was it like a little was it everything that you had kind of expected or was it a little bit of like a culture shock to a certain extent or not? Really? It's, a, it's an interesting question because I think because of the age when I moved mm. and the fact that I was going to college, um, 
it was a pretty seamless transition because I'd never really, I'd never been like an adult with a job with my own money in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time I had finished, you know, college and got a job, I was living in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's like, oh, this is just what a city living in a city as an adult is like. I didn't really perceive any difference. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think, I think, like, I think there are differences between Canada and the U.S., but a lot of them are are pretty sort of subtle and cultural and around, you know, things like the philosophies around healthcare and, you know, stuff like that. But just from a day-to-day, like, life perspective, you know, it's a pretty, that's a pretty easy move. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and what did you, what did you uh, study? What was your major when, when you went to, so you went to MIT initially, right? No, I went to, I went to Colby College in Maine. Okay. First, and then I, I ended up getting a, ma- I got a master's at MIT later on, but, um, Wow. I was like a finance economics guy, business guy um, in school. So at Colby, I majored in economics and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought I'd end up doing standup comedy in a million years. Cause that's, I was going to, I was going to ask you that because, you know, I, um, I've been podcasting, you know, since 2010 on and off, but now I, I really want oh, wow. I, I really to, I really want to get into acting and, you know, just like mm. with comedy, you know, it's, it's a, it's a risk, you know, it's a, you know, you know what you're getting into when you go into something like that. And obviously you're, you know, very intelligent. You went to MIT as well. You went to, you know, Tufts, you know, did you, you know, think from like an like a, a analytical aspect, like, you know, is this the right, should I be doing this? Because, you know, you obviously are very smart and, you know, with, you know, the, the, you know, those, those degrees on your resume, you know, getting jobs, you know, you know, you know, you know, the difference in like what you, you know, could be making versus what you'll be making starting off as a comic if you don't have a day job on top of that like you know did you did you kind of put in all those factors or were you just like no like this is what i want to do you know i don't i don't care about and i don't care about the money i don't care what people think or or were you just or was it something you had to kind of think about for a little bit yeah that's a good question like it's it's a very good question and it's not um it wasn't as thought out Mm. as it could have been okay in the sense that like there was not this was not there was no sort of plan mm. it, it all just sort of happened and um you know when i think about it like i don't know that in their first five years of comedy i don't know anyone who's lost more money than me um if you consider like what i could have been making yeah like if i just you know stayed in the corporate workforce or whatever but um no it just kind of happened and uh and you know i'm glad it did it wasn't it wasn't some master plan and I'm lucky because I did work for a while. So I have, you know, when I started doing stand-up, I had a little bit of savings. Okay. Well, so, it's, so it's a little little less stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I have a lot of respect for the people that, you know, in their early 20s that start doing, that really want to do something like stand-up or, or acting or music or, or anything in the arts mm-hmm. where it's very hard to make much money. Um, a very, 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 very small subset of people make it big and everyone else struggles. Exactly. And, uh, and kind of committing to that without any kind of parachute is um, that's pretty intense. And a lot of people do and, yeah. um, good for, you know, I, res- I, I have a great deal of respect for that. In my case, it was like, I just didn't find, I just never even really, I never even thought about it. It's not that I dismissed it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It's not like, Oh, I really want to do this, but I can't cause it's too risky. I never even thought of it as a possibility of going into um, comedy. Yeah. Or, or anything like artistic or creative. I never even thought about it. I was like, I can't, you know, 
you got to get a job and make money and that, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, were you, and then it was, um, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but were you like really funny as a kid or was this something that you, you know, you kind of developed later on or throughout life, you know, no. your, your, your sense of humor yeah. and your, you know, comedy style? I mean, funny looking maybe, but um, <laughs> I, 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 like I wasn't, you know, I feel like, I, I, you know, it's funny because other people might, that knew me back then might say something different, but I didn't, I never felt like I was the class clown or like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But I did, you know, I do think like over, especially in the, like when I, in the corporate world, I felt like I was always the guy that would crack the joke to break the tension when everyone was getting a little tense around some sort of deadline or something. And, um, and I do think that I've always kind of seen the funny in things, but, mm -hmm. uh, but I wasn't like always cracking jokes or anything like that. Wow. So when, when so you gra you graduated and then how many years did you work in like the corporate field? And, and I worked for like a day. I worked like for like a decade. Oh, wow. Like okay. 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked for a while. So, um, what, so what age did you get into comedy? When did you really like start taking it serious? Well, it's, it's interesting because I took like in 2010, I, I, uh, I took a comedy, a stand-up comedy class and, um, for anyone listening who doesn't really know how that works, you basically, um, any class might be anywhere from like 10 to 15, 20 people, and you go once a week, and everyone goes up in front of the room and tries to do, you know, three to five minutes of jokes, and then there's some sort of feedback, and usually at the end of like six weeks of going once, and then you and then you look what worked and what didn't work, The whoever's teaching the class gives you some thoughts and comments and ideas, and you come back next week and you try again, mm. and after six weeks of that, usually there's some sort of show. And everyone in the class invites their family and friends and you get to try sort of doing stand-up. Um, a lot of the classes, like in New York anyway, a lot of the classes, the shows are in like a, a an actual comedy club. So it's kind of a fun thing. If you've always wanted to be on the stage and don't know how to do it, that's one way to do it. But um, um, I took the class in 2010. It wasn't because I was like all of a sudden I wanted to be a comedian. It was more like for public speaking and confidence because mm -hmm. I was – I was meeting with a lot of like CEOs and CFOs of companies and having to present to them and stuff. And it was always very nerve wracking. Causing me a lot of it. Nerve wracking. Yeah. yeah I can I, only I just, imagine. Yeah. And for some reason, and this is the one thing I've never quite, I don't quite remember because I've been asked this question before. I don't know how in my mind I connected. Oh, if I want to be less anxious when I'm presenting to like corporate management, I should take a stand up comedy <laughs> class. Um, it's kind of the polar but opposite. I yeah, I don't know, but I stand by, I think in my head somehow I decided, you know, if I try, if I try to be funny in front of a room of people uh -huh. and I'm not, then that's way worse than just presenting to a CEO. So if I can handle that, I can handle anything. I think that was the idea. And, um, and I really mindset. enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed the class, but, um, I, I didn't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So I took the class. I had one class show and then I did one more, someone who was at the class show asked me to do a second show. Um, so I did that sec. So the next week I did one more and then, then I didn't, that was 2010. And then I didn't do comedy again until 2017, just cause I was still in the workforce. You know, I didn't have the time, but I always remembered how much I enjoyed it. And then in 20, well, it's probably 20 middle of 2016 or something. I was at, a, I had, um, I was working at an investment management company and they closed the business down and a bunch of us kind of basically got, got laid off because oh, wow. they closed the whole business unit down. And so I had some time while I was looking for another job mm. and I was, 
I was in New York. I'd moved back to New York because that's where there's more finance jobs. And I just thought, well, you can't search for a job for 24 hours a day. So I should also do something that's just fun. And I, and someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone's like, hey, there's that, that class, you that comedy class you took, you know, seven years ago. You always talk about it. Why don't you do that again while you have the time? And I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. So I took this, I took the exact same class, you know, six, seven years later, same teacher. You know, the show was at the same club. And um, and then the only difference there is after the six weeks was over, I just kept going. Okay. And then eventually I just eventually I just stopped looking for a job. So you've been like really take, you've been really taking it serious for like six years. Yeah, like five like and a half, five, five and a half, six years okay. where I've treated it like a job. Okay. Like I've, like I've treated it like I get up in the morning and I'm, and I'm writing, I'm watching, I'm making notes, I'm writing jokes, then I'm going out at night and trying the jokes and that sort of thing. Okay. I'm a little naive to the whole process, obviously, because I'm just not a comic, but I'm just fascinated by it. But especially mm. like in the New York and obviously, you know, LA scene, but, you know, New York, you know, when you do the whole circuit, like, do you usually do like uh, multiple sets uh, per night at different like clubs and venues or... Do you do that grind? Because I know some comedians that you know do three, four sets. And I'm like, how? Do oh you yeah. Do, how how the hell do you do that? Like, I'm just fascinated well, by uh, that. Yeah. Well, especially early on when when you're not you know you're not booked on a real show, so you're mm -hmm. doing open mics, mm -hmm. right? Where where anyone could do it. Some of them you have to. Some of them are free. Some of them you have to actually pay to perform, or you have to like buy a drink or something to support the venue. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're when you first start for your first few years, you're doing a lot of these open mics, and yeah you want to do as many as you can. So, I mean, I think the most I ever did in a night was like five, but I would try to do at least two, sometimes three. Um, then once in a while, maybe, you know, be one or, you know, or every once in a while you, you don't get any in because, you know, something happens in your life that you have to deal with, but you want to do as many of those as you can. Cause that's just how you figure out. Let's say you just get comfortable on stage, figure out like who you're going to, who you are on stage and, yeah. Um, and just like get up that learning curve as fast as you can. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And like, look, we'd, we'd all love, I, and now that I, that I do get more shows, I don't do open mics as much. Mm. I'm not against them. Cause sometimes you write something brand new and you can't do it on a show. Cause you don't know if it's funny. Like you don't know if you other people. Test it out. Yeah. Yeah. You might find, I might find something. We all have sort of quirky senses of humor and mm. stuff so there's something that i might think is hysterical that no one else is going to agree with but i can't i don't know that until i tell someone exactly. or tell a group of people um so you got you might still you still sometimes you just go to an open mic you but, gotta experiment um yeah and and you know i i'm lucky enough that i get booked on shows and every once in a while i get booked i get more than one show a night i mean i would if i could get booked on four shows a night i would do them now, it's usually, just, is it like in different uh, boroughs? Like you have to go from like you know Manhattan to like Brooklyn or whatever. It might sometimes, be, or, or is it sometimes, sometimes you'll get lucky and it's usually all like in the same area, so it's a little bit less stressful on you know getting to that next yeah. venue. Yeah, I mean, look, you have to when people are when when you're in a, when you're lucky enough to be in a situation where where people are asking to do multiple shows on on the same day, you just have to figure out if you can actually make it work or not. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot like in the city that, you know, where as long as the subway doesn't stop on you, um, which does happen from time to time, mm -hmm. as long as the subway's working okay, you can get from place to place pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you, you can do something in um, the East Village and then run to the Upper West Side. And as long as you got enough time in between, you can make it work. Yeah. 
And so it comes down to how bad you want it to, like in just in general for anything, you know. If you if you want something really bad, especially something in the arts, you know, you know, you have to it's all about being, you know, persistent and consistent and and you know, there's going to be nights where it might get really stressful, you know. I don't know from like a, you know, comedian aspect but just as like a podcaster and actor and all this like you know it, there's a lot that comes with it that people really don't know you know behind the scenes and, and it's it's a it's a real journey it's a you know it, that it just doesn't happen overnight especially you know with you know acting and, and comedy you know it takes you know you know it takes you know sometimes people over a decade to to really even yeah hit hit the surface um on, on you know on certain levels but um, it's just, a, it's just, you know, and it also comes down to like, you have to really love what you're doing, you know, and obviously I have so much respect for comedians because, you know, you know, obviously actors and musicians, but just, you know, comedians, especially because, you know, I don't know how I, I, I wish I could be funny. Like, I wish I could like go on stage and tell jokes. Like I just don't, I just don't have that talent. So like, I, I, I really respect, you know, anyone that, you know, can do that on top of having really funny material and, and you I've watched you know a lot of clips on your Instagram and I was checking out some material material mm. and Adam like you were really funny like, you're really hilarious. oh thank you and uh, and I'm not I'm not just saying that and I'm sure you get that a lot but you know um you are like really funny you know and I'm really excited to see like just you know more content from you but I got to ask you, like, who were you, like, who, who were your main influences um, growing up? Oh, who got you kind yeah. of into comedy or who made you kind of want to be a comic? Oh, man, that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people will, will sort of point to, like, the comedy they, like, listened to as a kid or something. And mm. um, and I didn't I, I didn't listen to much stand-up comedy growing up. Like, I heard a few things here or there. Yeah, same. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't, like, something that was a big part of my like childhood or anything like that. Um, so it was more when I started really exploring, you know, all of the, the comedy that you know already exists once I sort of, as I started doing it, which is sort of an interesting uh, way to approach it. So like my info, like as I, I was getting influenced by people that I sort of discovered after I'd already started getting on stage. Um, okay. So they, so it tends to also be like sort of newer, newer very successful comics and yeah. you know um that are still that i still you know that i sometimes that in, in some cases people i see like in new york from time to time which is kind of wild uh, but like like who, comedians who, who's like who's like the biggest uh comedian that you've yeah. seen just out of curiosity oh like the biggest person i've, I've seen yeah um, like, or like had an interaction with or like I mean, I may have only said hi when he walked into the club, but like you know, I've been just in the in the sort of bar of your comedy club, and Andrew Schultz walks in, and he's oh, wow. he's become very very big. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like, I really I really yeah. respect like his. He figured out a way during the pandemic with content right. creation and putting out how he's putting out those those clips of him just you know punchline 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 punchline. He like figured out like you know a very good like marketing strategy and i feel like he kind of like revolutionized yeah. it to a certain degree um with with comics putting out material and a lot oh, of people he's definitely, started, you know emulating yeah. that yeah oh he's definitely a pioneer and he got to youtube very early and he's also just incredibly funny talented guy mm -hmm. um but it's, it's interesting in comedy because some of the you know it's it's um 
Like I'm, I'm not. If, if, you're, if you're a new actor, it's like you don't just like bump into Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's there. There's a separation. There's a lot. Um, of let, maybe, maybe if you happen to be cast in a movie mm -hmm. if you, and you're in a scene with them or something, but you don't just see someone like that. Whereas in comedy, it's you, you know you could just be at a comedy club and like Dave Chappelle could walk in and just start talking to people. That it's very crazy. very different. There's there's way more. I mean, I've been in clubs where, in New York when Chappelle kind of came in, and and it's it's um because he he pops into the stand sometimes when he's in New York, but uh, there's a lot more there's sort of more accessibility to the to sort of like the top point one percent. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also the people that I kind of sort of idolize and and just think very highly of, and you know, comedy's tricky because you don't you don't want to you can't copy someone. Yeah, because they've already done it. You're gonna have to find your own voice and 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 type of jokes, but you still have people that you uh, you sort of like respect and that influence you. And and you know, comics like like Joe List and Sam Morrill and Mark Norman, who I, I love all three of those guys and all watch three. anything that they yeah I don't yeah mean, I don't anything they produce, I will watch. Yeah. yeah, but like I like I bump into them. Wow. And I'm on, and I'm sometimes I'm on a show with them. I might, it's funny though. You might be on a show with someone and not actually ever see them. Like they, they might have done their set and have left to go to a different club before I even show up, but mm -hmm. we're on the same show. But, um, like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's, to me, that's, that's like, awesome. to me, it's like, I'm on, it's like being in a movie with Tom Cruise. It's wild. Hell um, yeah. I, I, I watch, I watch all their content, you know, um, oh, they're great. it's funny. Like, uh, Sam Morell just like viewed my story the other day. It's funny that you said that. And I, that just made my day because like I, I i you know he's a oh, very, yeah. very funny comic and uh you know joe list you know he he's from the boston area i believe he's from boston yeah so oh, I, should, I should have mentioned gary goldman as well who's also oh yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah what's your take you know uh so well first let me ask you this when you were going to school in boston what what time period was this in uh let's see like, like roughly early 2000s okay so um so, while, so, so yeah. obviously during that time, it was, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit before, but in a little bit after, but then you had so many people coming out like Patrice O'Neill, you know, Dane Cook, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, know, Rogan, Louis. Louis. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, and Patrice was something special. He was just, I, I would mm. just love to hear his take on things, you know, what's going on with the world today with, you know, cancel culture and, you know, PC and everything. I would just love to hear his his point of view. Um, but yeah, um, I, I like to ask comics also. In what was like your your first time dealing with like a heckler? Do you do you like oh. recall that? You know, I don't recall like the first time, and I and I I guess I'm I'm sort of lucky in that I've never. I've had really bad crowds where everyone's talking or people are shouting stuff at you. That must be but, so annoying. Oh, it's very annoying, and you have to just kind of give in to the fact that it's not going to be like a great show, mm -hmm. and and sort of do your best, and and um, you know, keep a smile on your face, keep telling your jokes, and not not let anyone know how mad you are <laughs> about what's happening. But but I've never, but it, I've only I've like ninety nine percent of heckles are people that legit like they're you know maybe they're, they've had a few drinks or maybe they're just a little uh, off, but they're. And their their hearts in the right place in the sense that they think that that they're helping. Mm. I think most heckle they're not. And no, and, and if you're listening to this, you shouldn't heckle. If you're at a comedy show and a com comedian asks you a question, just answer 
just answer the question. Don't try to be funny. Let the comedian make it funny. And, but otherwise, just enjoy and laugh and stuff. But um, exactly. I've never had someone heckle me where I really felt like their intent was mean. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, like, I've had someone uh, walk out, like, kind of yell, like, that's not funny. That's inappropriate. And, like, walk and walk. And then they quickly left, you know, or were escorted out of the room. So wow. that's kind of the sort of, I guess, to me, saying something's not funny is probably the meanest thing you could say. Yeah, um, definitely. But in the moment, everyone else was laughing at the joke. So I was like, yeah, that's one, you know, it's one person that didn't like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and but I've never had I've never had someone just consistently coming at me from the crowd in a sort of in a mean sort of vindictive like kind of way. That's a good thing, because I, I, I've interviewed, you know, about like five comics so far and they've all had like really bad stories. I know I know it, it just comes with it, but uh I guess, well you do I have guess some I'm, you know you have you have some people that just talk yeah and it can ruin just it can ruin the show because yeah. you're you know well there's some people there's one thing where people are talking to each other at a table but you, you shouldn't know? be doing that when you're at a when, when no you, you, you it's know, really annoying someone's doing their it's, job and it's, like and on. it's it's also to, to me i always view it as um if you're talking you're, you're ruining the experience for everyone else uh and everyone paid the same amount to be there so you're like you're almost like stealing from the other audience members. I mean, you're you're making me as the comic have, have I'm not having as much fun, and I might in fact be having no fun at all and just want this thing to be over because you got to keep you know, there's so much. Yeah. yeah, but you're you're stealing the the entertainment experience from everyone else in that room that also paid the twenty dollar cover charge and is also buying a drink and whatever. And that's just you know to me that's just a, such an incredible level of selfishness. Mm, it um, definitely to, is. to do that to, to everyone else. And that's why I just sort of feel bad for for everyone in the room when when it gets really sort of extreme. Um, but there's people that just they just like saying things after every joke like agreeing with you like that was right or great great joke or that's funny just, just like just, just laugh. Say, yeah just say it to yourself yeah like, just laugh yeah just laugh exactly um, um but so you kind of like started to get into comedy like you said in around like 2010 and obviously so much has changed you know like i was talking i don't want to get into yeah. it too much but with like just cancel culture and things like that so do are, when you write material you know are you a little bit like more self-aware like about what you're writing or you know just because of oh, you know yeah. how other people might view it and even though at, at, the, at the end of the day people need to understand you know at least this is my you know point of view you know comedy you know com comedy you know there's you, you got to push the boundaries on certain topics and you know that's the beautiful thing that's the beauty of comedy is you know you can you have a little bit more freedom, but even with just like censorship and just with the way the world's going, like, do, do you have like any, like, do you have like a certain process of when, when you're writing, like of, of just making sure you don't say the wrong thing just because of how it might come off or you're just right. not worried about that at all? Oh, no, it's a great question. And I would say like, um, I'd say like I'm very conscious of it and, mm. um, like the one thing that you that, that uh, like I I don't believe in sen in sort of censorship. Yeah, neither uh, do I. Of, of like uh, especially of com like certainly of comedy, yeah. but even more broadly, even more. But I don't think you should censor comics. But at the same time, I will say that um, that the the fact that comedy shouldn't be censored should is not an excuse for comedians to say things that they shouldn't be saying. I agree. And and I'm and and I you know especially newer 
younger comedians that think I'm allowed to say anything. So they get up there and, and, and sometimes you're like, that feels like hate speech yeah. or that feels so like, and it's not funny. And the, the reality is you, you know, I, I'm always, I, you know, I generally write clean mm. and, and it's not that I don't have some jokes that are like, maybe a little, a little dirty, like a little sexual or something, but they're, they're pretty, as far as like a sex joke or something, mine are pretty tame and I don't swear. And like some certain big, like hot button topics. I have, a, you know, I'll, I'll, I free, I'll write a few jokes here and there that will just come out of me that are about like more controversial topics. But for the most part, um, my approach has always been like, you, you get more work if you're clean um, I'm trying to just entertain people and make them laugh. I, I, my job is not to uh, change someone's mind about a topic or, you know, evoke some like deep thoughts on something. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get away with something. Yeah. But, um, and I also feel like as a newer comic, you know, I just want to be funny. Yeah. And 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 as I, you know, and I'm just at the point now where I feel like I could start doing some jokes about slightly more controversial type things because I'm more comfortable. And if it goes wrong, I have, I can go back to the other stuff and I can, I can figure it out. But it's um, still kind of a risk a little bit, right? Still kind of a risk, but yeah. I, like, I'm able to take more, like, I think I'm able to take more risks today than I could have three years ago. And I'm yeah. sure th three years from now, I'll be able to take more risks than I can take today. Like you grow into it. Definitely. Um, you know, Chappelle or Louie or uh, Rogan or Chris Rock or um, Nikki Glaser. I want to make sure I mention some female comics. Yeah, Nick, Nikki's hilarious. Whitney's yeah, funny. Yeah, Whitney, um, Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah, Taylor like, these Tomlinson are people, is they, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they can talk about things that, like, you know, I can't talk about. Yeah. Um, because, and they're more experienced and they know what they're doing. But I also think you have to, like, when you start doing stand up, you really put yourself up to a mirror and you have to say, like, there are certain things that that are it's not that they're inappropriate to say on stage, mm -hmm. but I can't I can't say them. If they come out of my mouth, out of this face, they get perceived in a certain way. Where if they come out of another face, they get perceived a different way. Yeah. So yeah. you have to figure out you have to also figure out what you can get away with and mm -hmm. what works for you, as opposed to just like I shouldn't be talking about this. It's like well maybe I shouldn't, but maybe someone else can. Yeah. And you have to you sort of figure out. Because it's it's very interesting that people perceive you in a very different way than you perceive yourself, and you have to figure out how and, and you have some ability to manipulate that once the audience gets to know you. But mm -hmm. when you walk on stage and you're not famous, no one knows you, so all they have to go on is what you look like on stage, and, first and everyone, yeah. right? And they're going to make a first impression, um, which look is why so many people, you know have some sort of opening joke that is somehow related to what they look like because the setup is already done for you because people have just looked at you. Kind of breaks the tension, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you, and if you say, I get it, you know, I look like this. They're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 I'm glad you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause we, that's what, cause that's what we were all thinking, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too controversial at this point, but like, I'm not, you know, who knows what'll happen a few years from now. Um, we'll just, uh, we'll have to see, but I do think, look, I think people that just be like, they're like, it's free speech. Nothing should be censored. I can say whatever I want. And that's the depth. That's like the, their complete view on, 
you know, where we stand today culturally around uh, what should be said and shouldn't said. I think that's a very um, problematic view. I think the right thing is there's, we shouldn't, there shouldn't be censorship, but every individual should be thoughtful about what they're saying if they're talking in front of a group of people. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, and I just have a few more questions, Adam. So w was there a moment, you know, especially, you know, maybe even, you know, going back to even like 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, where, you know, there was a moment where you were like, oh, oh, shit, I, I think like, I can actually really do this or like i think that this, yeah. this can really be like a I, this, like i think this is i can do this like this is really starting to you know work yeah that oh that's such a great that's such a great question because i feel like there yeah there, there's moments along the way where all of a sudden because i feel like there's a progression in comedy at least for me where it's not like some sort of linear growth mm -hmm. it's like it's like a step function like you feel like you're not getting anywhere and then all of a sudden like you jump up 10 feet and then you feel like you're not getting anywhere and then you jump up 10 feet and mm -hmm. um every once in a while when you make one of those jumps you have that moment where you're like oh like i'm getting better or i'm figuring this out or this is yeah. you know um yeah i can definitely so in terms of like yeah like i think i still i'm still waiting for that like one thing where i'm like okay this is it now you know what I mean? Um, but that'll because, come. That, that will definitely come. I mean, you, you're not even 10 years in. Yeah, like, I, you know, I, I put an hour on tape last year and put it out on YouTube, and I had no expectations for what would happen. Mm. It was just, I felt like, um, I felt like no one's, no one's going to come and, like, discover you anymore. It's sort of a different process these days. So you I felt like I needed to yeah. do something. You mean, have to make yourself discoverable, if that makes sense. And exactly. so... Um, and now, you know, and as of today, probably 81,000 people have watched it. And oh, I, wow. I wasn't, I, I didn't know if like, I was like, maybe a few hundred people will watch it, but I'll put it out there and then I'll have a bunch of, you know, Instagram clips. And it as it turns out, 80,000 people watched it. Like the comments have been very, very positive. Um, and I think that that thing doing well, and now being able to say that kind of I have an hour special on YouTube that eighty one thousand people have watched, really kind of definitely gives me some confidence that like there are people that enjoy what I'm doing, you know. And even oh, someone man. like you, like even this this conversation, the fact that you saw something on Instagram and uh, and deemed to be worthy of of being on your podcast, that tells me that there are people out there that like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And look, I don't you don't need a million fans to be a to be a, a professional comedian that pays their bills telling jokes. No, you don't. Like, I, if you have five thousand people that enjoy what you're doing and will consume your content, you can make a living. Yeah. So, Definitely. you just have to, you know, it's look. It's that's still not easy, but mm. saying you need five, you know, five thousand people, um, that feels a lot more manageable than a million, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I guess one of the last questions I have, and this is just coming from someone that, you know, who's an act, you know, aspiring actor and just obviously, you know, I, I've been podcasting, you know, on it, you know, I, I 
basically, you know, I don't know if you know, but I, I started podcasting with Joe Rogan at the same oh, wow. at the same time, not like with him directly, but we started on the same website called oh, sure. uh, called Ustream.com around the same right, time right. in 2010. And I was only 16. I was, I was really ahead of my time, but I ended up like stopping for some years. So like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. it was just a, it was a failure like that I've made. But, I, you know, you learn from your failure failures and you, know, sure, you grow sure. from that. But from from, you know, being as you, you know, you're a comedian and I'm an actor and, you know, we're both kind of going in, in this entertainment, you know, showbiz industry, you know, when you see other people, at least when I see the, you know, I'll give you an example. If I'm watching like a t you know, a TV show and, you know, there's an actor with like a very, very small role and I see just, you know, their acting skills are like, like, I know that I'm a better actor than that person. Like, yes, that person, right. you know, is obviously more successful, quote unquote, on, you know, on paper, IMBD, you know, whatever you want to, you know, categorize it. But, right, right, you, know, right. you know, there's obviously, you know, you're going to, there's going to be people that are less talented that, you know, maybe progress at certain levels, you know, during your journey, you know, till you get to like that finish line. Do you like find it, is it more like frustrate, like, is it a little self doubt or is it more frustration or is there any frustration like just like the system on how it's built? Just like how, like with like comedy, just like with acting, just like how it's built on how, like what the odds are and like what you have to do to make it and networking and things like that. And, and then seeing it, like, I, I'm not trying to shit on other comics, you know, you know, but just, no, 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 I know, I know what you're saying. I'm sure yeah, like, yeah. you come across people that you're like, I'm better than this person. Like how, like, how is he doing this at times? Or like, you know, yeah. you know, and what's like, what's your thought process? Like usually like when, it, when that, when you see that or that, if that ever happens to you, I'm just curious. Yeah, from I think, comedian no, standpoint. I think, look, I think that's a great question because I do think um, you're the first thing you have to realize with anything, I think, is that it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Nothing's fair has nothing to do with it. And um, and your abilities and how good you are at something. And this is this is not this transcends like standard comedy to lots of different things. But your ability at it is is going to be like certainly correlated to like your success, but not in a perfect way. And there will always be someone who you perceive as lesser than you that does better. Exactly. And if you can't handle that, you're just going to, you're just going to be a miserable person. So you have to just realize that sort of like everyone's on their own journey and is going to go at a different pace. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, I think it's human nature and inevitable that we all compare ourselves to other people, Yeah. but you gotta be, so you're going to do it cause you can't help it, but you also, you have to just do it with, with sort of, um, you have to try to not like do it as little as possible mm -hmm. and understand that, um, that one, there's things you might see someone and think I'm better than them. How come they're doing better than me? And you don't know everything that they're up to. Yeah, exactly. Like there could be things going on in the background that you just don't understand that, that are, and there's always a reason when someone gets something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, certain people get things at different times and for different reasons. Yeah. And, and um, you, you can't, it's, it can be very frustrating, mm. but you can't let it get, you can't let it get to you. And you got to try to, you got to try to just keep pushing. Minimize. Yeah. You just got to try to keep pushing and like, and think and try to think of yourself and what you've achieved. And if you're happy with where you are, yeah. irrespective of where someone else is, like they might be way ahead of you, but are you happy? Like if you forget about them, are you happy with where you are? Are you getting what you want and, exactly. and continuing to push? 
And they might be ahead of you now in five years from now, you might be way ahead of them. Who knows? Exactly. And I always so, say you got you to gotta just trust the, the journey because when, when you do make it to that finish line, you know, you want to be able to reflect back on all those moments and be able to appreciate all those highs and even the lows. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the lows, you know, to be able to, you know, because that defines, you know, your character at times, you know, just how you, you know, deal with those lows and everything, especially going into, you know, you know, comedy or yeah. acting or art or what, what but if you worry yeah if you yeah if you worry about what other people are doing what you're all you're doing is taking energy away from focusing on getting better yourself so yeah. I, like whenever i, I, I do find myself when i ever do find myself sliding into that kind of mindset mm -hmm. i just try to like refocus that energy on 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 myself and, and try not to do. worry about it because mm -hmm. you're going to see that stuff you're going to see that stuff all the time and you're not going to fully you're like you're, if, you, if you're on social media and you're just following a bunch of comics, for example, at some point you're going to be like, how did that happen? Yeah. And, and you, you know what? Someone else is following me and seeing me get something and thinking, how did he get that? Mm. So it, just remember, there's all, there, the way you're looking at other people, there's people looking at you that way mm. and, and focus on yourself. But it's, very, it's easier said than done. It's tough. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I actually like your point of view. Um, Adam, do you have any upcoming shows that you can promote or you want to plug or anything that you have in the works? Oh, well, um, let's see. When would this come out? Um, so this will come out today. Oh, come out today? Yeah. Well, if anyone is uh, in Pennsylvania, in near Hanover, Pennsylvania, I'm there, uh, I'm there tonight and tomorrow. Okay. Headlining at the Church of Satire comedy club so you should come out to hanover pennsylvania and then next week uh next wednesday through sunday i'm at mccurdy's in sarasota florida opening for jim McHugh, and those will be great shows so oh, that's i can awesome. throw that in there yeah definitely and uh adam uh what's the name of your that special that you released uh recently oh sure yeah it's, it's on youtube it's called according to plan according to plan and um and you can you know adam you are comedy there's a bunch of stuff on there. Another thing I do on my YouTube channel, which is an experiment that I'm not sure if it's working yet, but I'm going to keep doing it is I throw up like a set of the week. So every Wednesday I put up like a full set, like a short, you know, 10, it might be five minutes. It might be 15, but I put up a short set um, for a week. And then a week later I take it down and replace it with a different one. So um, if you're, if you like my comedy and you want to just sort of constantly see new sets, check it out every Wednesday and you'll see something different. Ah, I, I did not see that. I'm going to have to go check that out. But that's actually a very smart thing. That That's very. Yeah, because I don't want to I don't want to leave all my I don't want to leave all my content just up forever, you know, but I feel like a set of the week is kind of fun and Definitely. people have a kind of a week a week to watch it and then uh, and then it's gone. Yeah, I, I actually think that's brilliant. Um, Adam, also, where can people follow you on social media? Yeah, so on Instagram at Adam uh, dot Mueller. And it's spelled M-U-L-L-E-R, uh, same handle for um, TikTok. And I don't do, I don't tweet much, but I am Adam underscore Mueller on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, definitely everyone go give Adam a follow. He's really hysterical. And Adam, like, I really, I really can't wait to see everything that you're coming out with this year and for the years to come. And when I come to New York this year, I'll definitely um, try to figure out wh where you're uh, headlining or playing at and uh, definitely have to come check you out in person. Oh, definitely. That'd be great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Adam, for coming on the show. I hey, really appreciate all right, it. Thank yeah. Thanks for having me, Justin. It's all been right. fun. Thanks, man. Have a great day. You too. Take care.
If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com.